Grading Cyberspace, and welcome to episode 99 of the Double Density Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Angelo. Double Density, your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, I had such a relaxing and calming week this week. Thank you for going on vacation to a place where you couldn't reach me. No long text messages, no long diatribes. No long, like early morning text messages from you. Well, you're up pretty early too in the morning. Very randomly though, like I don't have a consistent, uh, I'm trying to regulate myself, but sometimes I'll be up anywhere from five to seven. So yeah. Whereas I have two living alarms in the house. One is furry and one is a small boy. So what time does your kid wake you up at? Uh, he's usually up around five thirty, five forty-five. Really? That's pretty early for a kid. Yep. And we've tried putting him to bed later and he still wakes up at the same time. So that doesn't work. Have you, have you tried micro dosing him? Uh, no. And this isn't the parenting podcast. So, uh, well, no, like it, it would be a half a parenting podcast. It'd be one man who throws his ideas out there about what, uh, parenting should be and the other man, uh, size heavily, which is what's happening right here, right now in double density. Yeah. And, uh, and this is episode 99. And as Canadians, we'd be hard pressed not to say it's the Wayne Gretzky episode. It's true. Uh, the great one. Someone actually on Reddit posted a picture because their, uh, father or something had found a, um, an ID card from when he was, uh, in the minor leagues. An ID card? Yeah. Like one of these like laminated cards. Okay. Cause I thought that's what you called hockey cards. <laughs> that would be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, no. I know the difference between a hockey card and what an ID card is. Okay. Uh, it would be really sad if I didn't though. And I just, you know, like I need to get in and like, I, instead of a press pass, I'm just showing like a, like a Michael Jordan, like basketball card over and over and hoping I get in. If it's a rookie card, you could just like bribe them with it. It's true. It's true. But yeah, no, I, I am clear. I'm an adult. I know the difference in between uh, the two of them. So Angela, you were off for a week. I recorded with my uh, good friend Bruno. So once again, thank you, Bruno, for uh, participating in this grand experiment known as podcasting. And so how was your week off in a way uh, from being online? It was nice. Uh, I mean, I could have bought internet access in the lobby for like one Cuban peso, but I didn't really feel like it. And I kind of felt good not being connected to the internet and i was kind of worried about when i would get back here and like turn on my phone and have like dozens of text messages but guess what i had five <laughs> nobody really contacts me because great yeah. i'm glad to hear that so and because you knew i was away uh, yeah. i have like an ongoing message group with alex and tyler from rgba and they knew i was away so they didn't really add to that group and uh yeah i had a few text messages mostly from the airline telling me the flight was on time which was great all went, all went well, no internet. I finished up the podcasts I had and got back, had like a ton of podcasts that started downloading, but all that to say I had a nice week away with no internet. So did you wear a lot of a, like, did you wear a thong a bunch? Not at all. No, I, I oh. mostly stayed in the shade. Sometimes wet. Dad hat on? I had my dad hat and my dad ATP cap. Perfect. And did anyone recognize you? Probably not. No, no. No one said, hey, double density dad man. No, no. No, okay. No. All right. Well, uh, onwards and upwards uh, as we continue to podcast. We're going from lack of internet to an abundance of internet. Happy birthday, World Wide Web. Now, we were recording here on March 12th, 2019. And of course, it is the 30th anniversary of what we uh, now know as the World Wide Web. Angelo, uh, thanks for nothing internet is how I feel these days. Yeah, the internet right now is uh, kind of part of the world's problems, but also it does a lot for us, right? Like nothing's perfect, but it's just, I kind of long for the days where not everybody had a voice. 
I do too. I'm tired of this hot, uh, garbagey dumpster fire of an ecosystem that I, uh, find myself in. I ditched Facebook, which is step one. Step two is like ditching most other forms of social media. And I, I, I can't do it right now. I just, I have too much going on. Uh, I, I realize the irony of saying that everybody has a voice now and how it's annoying, uh, coming from two guys that have a voice on the internet. And, but still, sometimes people should keep their thoughts to themselves. If you're a white guy of a certain age, chances are you want to either participate in a podcast or talk about your favorite podcasts, right? Do you remember your first internet time? Is that the way yeah, you say I that? I do. I think, I think we've talked about this. My uh, father had wrapped up a newspaper article of uh, being able to visit Santa's village uh, on the internet uh, and gave it to us Christmas morning. We couldn't figure out why he would hand us a piece of newspaper. And then he, uh, he kind of had to draw a picture for us with words explaining that we had access to the internet. See, and the first time I used the internet was in college and I looked up a Alanis Morissette fan site. I want to believe that's the truth that you didn't type in. Uh, certain other uh, terms of uh, naked endearment? No, I was in school in a, like a computer lab, so I wouldn't have done that. And of course, that fan site had a web ring at the bottom, which I love web <laughs> rings. I miss those. Of course. Uh, should we bring him back? No. No? Okay. All right. I was just checking. Uh, so happy birthday, World Wide Web. Thank you for existing. Thank you for connecting us. Uh, I hate you for connecting us, I guess is kind of my like double-edged sword thesis statement here. Yeah, but without it, we wouldn't be doing this. And I guess there's some positives. Let's try to put positive things out there, Brian. Uh, let's let, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that, right? Like it's it's spring here in North America. We're just going to push out the the positive intonations. Um, so we're going to go from that to talking about uh, internet usage in general. I linked you to an article from Medium.com about how uh, browser tabs are ruining your brain. And so we kind of uh, have very similar philosophies about the internet and how we use our browsers. So I kind of uh, want to hear your take on this first. Well, that's the thing. I hardly use tabs. I rarely, like, I use the tabs, I use tabs the most at work because of the way our system works at work. <laughs> I've said work way too many times. And there it's fine. Like, I just, I, I have different tabs open for different parts of what I do. But when I'm surfing the web, do we still say that? Surfing the web, I guess? Yes. So, it, what do we agree on? Surfing the... It feels antiquated. Surfing the super information highway. Is that something that we talked about recently, I think? Yeah. And... The thing is, when I'm at home, I, I hardly have ever more than two or three browsers. And guess what? When I'm done with my computer, I shut down all my apps like a crazy person, apparently, because I thought everybody did that, but nobody seems to do that. Everybody leaves things running on the computer. Oh, I, I tend to close whatever I don't use. Yeah, I think we're weird. Uh, it's also because I have like a, an older computer with not a ton of RAM, right? So, Well, and okay, well, speaking of RAM, like one of the first things I wanted to do was uh, I bought... A, an iMac with 8 gigabytes of RAM because the 27-inch iMacs are one of the few machines Apple makes where you can upgrade your own RAM. And the plan was to buy with 8 because Apple charges way too much for RAM and add another 16 and get up to 24, which is a what weird number. With 24, what were you going to do with 24 gigs of RAM? Well, that's the thing. Then I realized once I got this computer that it was plenty fast and didn't need more RAM. And I still don't need more RAM. And so... I'm leaving it because there's no you need kinda for entered, You kind of entered a Jurassic Park situation. How so? You were too busy thinking about if you could do it uh, that you didn't even consider should you even do it. But then I did consider it and I didn't do it. So uh, well, That's what I'm saying. But initially the idea was you got excited about it and uh, just wanted to build like the Mac version of a gaming PC. Yeah, okay. No, uh, but like uh, like like life, RAM eventually finds a way. So I'm sure I'll have to upgrade. 
<laughs> that uh, may be one of the funniest things you've said in a little while, Angelo. So pat yourself on the back. Uh, I recently saw a tweet that uh, suggested something about browser behavior, and I want to pitch this your way. I don't remember if I said this to you or not, but uh, I, the tweet kind of read, uh, uh, you're a cop if... Uh, Gmail isn't your most left-hand browser. Is Gmail the left-hand browser uh, tab open at all times for you? Yes. Okay, perfect. So we're you're not a snitch. Yeah, like well, right now it's not because I have only one tab open because I don't want to be distracted. No, by no, no email. but I'm saying it's like normal during the day when we are at work. Yes, Gmail is always my most left-hand. It's even on perfect. my left monitor. Perfect. Yeah. So you're not even a uh, uh, like a, a dirty copper snitch or something. I'm no. like this. I'm like this. All right. I'm I, a good I was guy. worried for a sec. I, I did I did this. I miss anything tech related? Like I haven't really caught up on news. The only thing that uh, you kind of blindsided me with was the other night you you texted me Tim Apple and I had no idea what yeah, you were talking about and I had to look it up. <laughs> I said thanks Tim Apple. Yeah, and you had no idea what was going on. It was great. It was great. Yeah, and then I found out and it was pretty funny. But that like at this point is like three weeks old, so it doesn't really matter. Right. So my question for you though is like, so Tim Apple, what are you, Angelo? Like uh, admissions? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. Uh, no one's bribed me though to get anybody in. I'm loving this story, by the way. I have the, I'm maybe a quarter of the way through the 200 page indictment, uh, with the admission scandal, uh, you know, Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman, and Spouse, because William H. Macy is not actually named there, probably because they don't have enough evidence to indict him, but I, I'm loving this. Uh, all that to say, uh, thank you, internet, I guess. I guess we're there right now. I'm on the thank you, internet side of things. Well, there was even like a life hack tweet she had about getting a kid into school. Yeah, what is your what is your back to school life hack tweet? And that did not age well no. at all. And also, someone else recently dug up a uh, uh, "Happy Birthday to My Partner in Crime" William H Macy uh, tweet from uh, like uh, February of this year or last year. So yeah, all the signs were there, my friends. We just ignored them. Yeah, no, nobody's bribing me to get anybody in. So all right, so uh, Angela admissions, uh, Brian podcast, Brian broadcast, Brian uh, copycast. Uh, all these things are applicable to both you and I. Yeah. All seem to work. Angelo podcast actually works as well, I guess, because I like podcasts. Also, I just enjoy the the way of like the lilt it has. Angelo podcast. Yeah, works well. What are you doing to the show notes, by the way? Nothing. I'm just pretending. I'm just <laughs> watching you highlighting and unhighlighting for the last like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm, as I listen, I'm not bored. We can stop doing this. No, no, I'm not bored at all. <laughs> I, I forget you could see that. Another tech-related item this week. Uh, usually, uh, you know, even canceled video games have some kind of press attached to them most of the time if they're any uh, percentage uh, complete, right, Angelo? Yeah, everything we've come across that was like this was kind of something that was known one way or another. Like even something like Star Fox 2 and like that, they had talked about that. This is a lot more unknown, but also because it was kind of like a crummy game. Yes. Recently, a new game has appeared on the horizon and a Kotaku article, which we'll throw into the show notes, uh, covers uh, a game called the UWC, which is the Universal Wrestling Corporation, which was a placeholder name pre-WCW. Uh, shouts out to last week for talking about wrestling courses. Uh, time is a flat circle, etc. Um, but yeah, uh, this game basically had been unheard of um, and it was uh, handed to someone basically because uh, a Nintendo employee back in the day was a fan of wrestling games. So this is a the Japanese uh, studio Seta. Um, this game is dated from 1989, and it's a roster of wrestlers, includes Ric Flair, the Road Warriors, and Sting. So, uh, and there's some video of the game, like in the article. Go ahead and watch it. It's kind of, kind of boring. Yeah, well, it's just the video. Stephen Reese, uh, aka Archon 1981, he got a copy of this, and he put a YouTube video up, and he didn't really 
comment. I, I don't know. I don't know his videos. He's not one of the the retro guys I follow. But he um, just kind of posted video of the game playing with uh, Road Warrior Hawk beating up on somebody named B. Eaton, who I don't know is an actual wrestler. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, could have been uh, uh, a minor league WCW because they were trying to push new talent then, even then, right? So maybe it's there and it's about that. Also, just as a side note, uh, do you find it weird when people include their years of birth in their usernames? Well, it's because it, it used to be the thing you did, right? Before, now you don't really need to. I guess we know he's like 38 years old. I Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, listen, Double Density Universe uh, on Twitter Double underscore density. Let us know if you encounter any people who use another year of birth other than their birth <laughs> year and why. I'm kind of curious. Like, I want to be like, like War Master in 1992 or something, right? War Master 1992. Yeah, that sounds great. But you know what doesn't sound great, though, is this game. Because if the game that replaced it was the actual WCW wrestling game that came out, this game must have been really bad because did you ever play that WCW game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I played most of the NES, like major wrestling games. The uh, Didn't LGN do the WWF ones? Yeah, apparently that yeah. was okay. I never played that one. Yeah, the, the, the later ones were better, and yeah. even some of the SNES ones, but the, the early NES ones, boy, oh boy. Yeah, those were, those were pretty bad even. Like, pro wrestling was great. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't even real. No, uh, but the WCW game, I remember playing it. Even as a kid, you know, like you rent a game with a, as a kid and you just play it, right? Because that's all you knew. Like I even played with a friend. We like played Total Recall to death and we thought that wasn't that bad. Uh, and that was Did, bad. Were you also huffing gasoline at the time? I don't know what I was doing, but it was all we had. And uh, But this WCW wrestling game, oh boy, it was really bad. I basically returned it the same night. Yeah, it, most of them weren't that good. Like you should have just rented Punch-Out instead, dude. I had Punch-Out. I think my friend had lent it to me. So like I'd played enough of Punch-Out. I wanted to play the wrestling game. I thought it was going to be good. It was not. Oh, before I forget, I recently bought a wireless controller for my NES Classic and it has changed my life because now I don't have to deal with a three foot cord when I play. Those cords are sort of ridiculous. Uh, GameSack had a video recently about the mini consoles and it was the biggest knock they had against the uh, NES mini. Yeah, so I spent like 20 bucks. I got myself one and it changed my life. It's great. I can sit around because it's Bluetooth and I just, I do what I want. It's, 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 what a time to be alive, my friend. Well, actually, I just realized that Star Tropics is the new game that came out this month for uh, the Switch. And I'm going to play that because I know you like Star Tropics. I do. I have to pick that back up now that I can play and not get super frustrated because I accidentally tip over my NES Classic. So uh, <laughs> this is like a good thing. These are good things. 2019, all in good things. Well, speaking of 2019, there's going to be a new streaming service for us. You think so? I don't think so. Uh, Apple, you know, sometimes when Apple has an event announcement, people try to read into and uh, they try to see what the invite holds about what possible clues it could be. There's like, there's nothing to be clued into here. It's super obvious. It's like a, a movie trailer countdown, right? And uh, what, what is that called actually? Like a teaser? No, you know when you, when you have the numbers counting down on a film reel? I, I would just call it a film countdown. Okay, well, it's a film countdown then. So it's pretty obvious they're going to be announcing some sort of video streaming service. And I'm sure it won't be the only thing they announce, but... Wait, are you... Sorry, you're just talking about like a... Sorry, before I forget. You're talking about Film Leader? That, that's what it's called, I guess? Yeah. Okay, well, that's what they're showing. That's like the invite is that. Right. Um, and so if you want to head over to the Verge article that we link to in the show notes, something that I really, really enjoy is the comparison in between the old Apple event and the new Apple event. 
I'm very excited because Apple in 2019 has finally understood how things work. Uh, 2006 Apple uh, did not. Uh, uh, so in the 2006 announcement, Showtime is one word. Don't do that. Uh, the I and the S are capitalized. There's no period. It makes me sad. Uh, 2019 Apple definitive wants to make a statement. It's Showtime. Showtime two words appeared at the end. Thank you, Apple. Uh, the copywriter me <laughs> is super thrilled with you. You always get uh, hung up on these little things, isn't it? Yes, aren't you? it's it's my job too, and much to the consternation of my boss, who thinks projects are done, and then uh, I point something out, and uh, things get uh, edited and fixed because I uh, am very tenacious about things. You know, uh, listener Matt Baldwin had asked us uh, what we thought about Apple like being uh, not so mean. You know, yeah, yeah, and I I don't know what they're going to try to do with this identity. I don't feel like something has to be full of swearing and nudity to be really good. Uh, not that it like I like Game of Thrones. I think it works for that that show. And HBO has a lot of shows that have um, uh, mature themes. But if Apple wants to kind of keep it a, a little more like Disney esque, I mean Disney's doing okay, right? <sighs> Financially, sure. Yeah, and I think they're trying to keep a certain reputation uh, with being family friendly. We'll see how it works. I don't know how, like, nothing's for sure, but uh, do you think, like, Tim Cook is going around, like, giving notes? I don't know if Tim Apple himself is coming down from Mount Apple to uh, give the peasants notes. Uh, I'm kind of divided on the subject. I think that, like, uh, constraints hamper creativity sometimes. Um, so I, but the thing is, like, it's, this is so much shrouded in mystery that I have no idea, like you were saying, uh, of where they're going to take this that I really can't figure out how to answer that question appropriately, right? Yeah, and there's a few things they have uh, that have been talked about because, like, Apple can't keep this secret. Like, like stuff that comes out in terms of TV uh, and movies is hard to really keep secret. There are a few things coming out, like uh, Amazing Stories, which I'm really looking forward to. Right. I loved that as a kid. Yeah. And like I said, I'm kind of interested in seeing where this all goes. It's very early to speculate. I guess what we can do is we can reconvene in a couple of weeks once the event um, goes down and sort of talk about what we uh, see. Yeah, Ronald Moore has something coming out too, right? Uh, the, right. the the guy who created, uh, well, who revived Battlestar Galactica. So, I mean, yeah. that that's going to be good. And Battlestar Galactica was like, wasn't full of swearing and violence and stuff. So, and that worked. I mean, the main focus is on this streaming service, but also reportedly, like, they, they're working on a news service, right? Yeah, they, well, they have Apple News, which we don't have in Canada, but they, they it have... It's coming soon, though, isn't it? It is coming soon. It's probably in the 12.2 update. They needed to have both French and English to be able to come to Canada. I think that's what they wanted to have. And this is going to be something different, though. They're, they're saying it's going to be like a subscription service, so you'll have, like, magazines and newspapers and stuff like that. I'm curious. I think this will be a whole bunch of subscription stuff. I'm I'm hoping. I've been saying this for like three years now. I'm hoping they'll have some new iCloud tiers in terms of like storage as well. Yep. Yeah. Like that that's Same necessary. Old song and dance with you. Uh, but hopefully they'll do that. And people are saying maybe new AirPods as well, which is kind of an odd thing to be presenting at uh, this event. I agree. I don't uh, think there's going to be any hardware at this event at all. It's just going to be. Uh, like peripherals and streaming well you know what the, they might like services uh, show you a new apple tv if anything right uh which we talked about kind of who cares yeah the apple tv is fine i like apple tv uh but um i'm i'm thinking they're want to have they're going to want to have more broad appeal so maybe they'll be introducing a smaller dongle you can do like a chromecast or maybe they're going to have 
they're going to show new partnerships with uh, AirPlay, like they've done with Samsung and LG and all those other companies. And maybe they're going to show Android apps for uh, this service. Like they can't just have it on Apple products, right? No, no they can't wall that out uh, and expect more people to want to come over. Uh, you think they can have a web interface? Like uh, I would Netflix? think so. I would think so. Yeah. I, I don't see why not at this point, right? If they're trying to get adoption. Yeah. Apple's terrible at web interfaces for their services. I don't know if they ever use them, but they're bad. I trying to think, have I? No, I don't. I, I think I've been sort of lucky so far. Yeah, I've logged into uh, my iCloud on a Windows machine, and it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, horrific. Uh, why would you do that yourself? I don't know, but uh, I think it's time to go onto the paranormal because I've scared Sounds myself good. with the thoughts of iCloud on Windows. <laughs> I'll see you there, Angelo. See you there. Hello. I'm a computer. I'm a computer guy. Everything made out of buttons and wires. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density, and as always, we are switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So we're going to do a, a quick, I don't know if this is going to be quick, let's let's check this out. Um, <laughs> a bit of, of news uh, to the Stars Academy uh, has recently announced that uh, the History Channel has greenlit a, a non-fiction series called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. So this is set to launch on the History Channel in May. They call it groundbreaking. And, and I don't know if you saw, did you watch the 15 second teaser? I did, and... Uh... It's a lot of yelling about things. Yeah, Hector Elizondo is so serious. See, and I never realized he's like um, sort of like a uh, I don't know rock star slash uh, what would you say like a, like an MMA bro almost. Oh yeah, like he's got the the what do you call that the uh, the, the the crow's nest in his neck or whatever it's the called. Pinch. He's got the um, the soul patch. That's what I'm. Yeah. that's the word yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of. The crow's nest. Yeah, that's what you get under your eyes. Yeah, and he's got those uh, those cool tats. Yep, yeah. Anyways, uh, go check out. We're going to link to the uh, press release, which is horribly written. Uh, once again, offending my copywriter sensibilities. Uh, I'll live. I'll survive. Um, yeah, but the, on the History Channel, so I decided to pull up a list of current programming on the History Channel. Angela, are you ready for this? Uh, is there a lot of alien based things? So, firstly, there's American Pickers. Have you ever watched that show? I've never watched that. I've heard of it, though. They 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 go and, like, scrounge for stuff. Is that what yeah, I'm understanding of it? Rummage. Rummage. Yes. Not scrounge. Uh, of course, there's Ancient Aliens. That I know well, although I've never actually seen an episode. I've just seen clips. <laughs> um, uh, counting Cars. The Curse of Oak Island, which is hilarious to me, uh, because I don't believe there to be any treasure down there, but who am I to speculate, right? And they've been able to milk this for... A number of years now, right? Like they're on season six. How much are they looking for? They're looking for all that treasure. Wow. I know. It's it's kind of insane. Uh not a huge surprise uh that they're able to keep this going because of course the history channel also means the parascientific pseudoscientific channel, right? Yeah, they remember when TLC was the learning channel? That that's the one I always bring it back to. Although they had uh, that whole series on rods, which we don't want to bring up. <laughs> they also have a show called Forged in Fire, which is a reality show about people who make uh, bladed objects. That's kind of interesting, actually. Oh, I knew you'd say that. Uh, also, uh, Ozzy and Jack's World Detour, right? So um, I don't know if you ever saw this show. Um, it is Ozzy Osbourne and his son Jack kind of wandering the world. I was about to say, as a joke. If it was Ozzy Osbourne and his son Jack, but uh, I guess I was wrong. I, I guess I wasn't wrong. It's not a joke. No, it is not. Uh, continuing on, probably the, after Ancient Aliens, the most successful thing on here, Pawn Stars. I've seen it a few times, but uh, I, I always get it confused with Storage Wars. 
yeah, so Storage Wars is people bidding on lots. Uh, pawn Stars is people who own a pawn shop. I actually went to the pawn shop when I was in Vegas a number of years ago. My mother asked me to go buy my father some kind of Pawn Stars memorabilia, and I obliged. It was unfortunate and an unremarkable visit, and I don't really care. Yeah, I'm sure it's not the most exciting place in the world. Uh, no, it is not. So uh, to the stars, uh, you know, unidentified joining this stellar lineup of programming uh, from Ancient Aliens to Pawn Stars, Swamp People, Forge and Fire. Uh, hey, you didn't mention uh, the one with uh, J. Allen Hynek. Well, no, that's because I feel like that's scripted drama, right? So I feel like that's I'm I'm doing like nonfiction here. Oh, okay. So yeah, they have. Uh, I think their most successful uh, scripted right now is Vikings, if uh, memory serves correctly. I think that's on Netflix Canada. Yeah, uh, but Vikings and Project Blue Book and uh, one or two more shows. But needless to say, in terms of the nonfiction stuff, uh, kind of falls in line with the uh, the mandate of the History Channel. I'm not sure if the History Channel has a mandate anymore, other than entertainment. Well, they, they realize that people are interested in like the mysterious history and not just like boring old uh, like dates and stuff. Well, I mean, look at Dan Carlin's hardcore history, right? Yeah, that's I used to listen to that, although it's like it, it gets a bit uh, too much. Yeah, but I mean, like the idea, the concept of, of history being engaging, uh, I think uh, is right there. Uh, I want to quote directly from the press release says Tom DeLong with this show, the real conversation can finally begin. So it hasn't been a real conversation for the last no, two years. This, this hasn't no. This has been a conversation for the last sixty years. No, yeah, we we don't know nothing about no UFOs. Uh, a lot of hot air going on here, right? Once again, and I think we've talked about this speculation about to the stars. Uh, hasn't really put much on the plate right now. Uh, you know, hasn't really put much uh, for the public to uh, consume and, and take away. Right? They like seemed the, the, promising at the end of twenty seventeen. Uh, did they though with the sweaty stockholder announcement? Uh, I guess not. No. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like the New York Times article, the uh, the Nimitz stuff. Yeah, it was more the New York Times article that I was referring to, really. Kind of a, a non-issue here. I don't really care. I don't know if anyone out there really will watch this and have a lot to take away from. No. Uh, John Q. Public might. I don't know. Here's the hoping, maybe. It's going to be a lot of people like pointing at blurry images, saying, "Look at that! Look at that!" But it's 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 a blurry image. It's nothing. That's what passes for the threshold of evidence these days, right? It's sad but true. Um, Rob from our strange guys and I were talking about this recently about the idea of like how, um, you know, evidence is out there. It's just not being collected a lot of the time. No, or sometimes it's, it's hard to get because you, you can't take a picture of it or whatever, you know, again, I, I keep coming back to the fact that I, I don't think there's anything strange. It's all just people misidentifying things, but, um, prove me wrong with a picture, a picture, a video, anything really. Yeah, that's not faked, right? That's, that's the other thing. You know what I found really interesting, actually, is that we have a ton of pictures and videos, but we don't actually have proper audio recordings of any sort of alien language, do we? No, never. I've never come across... They talk right into your head, don't they? That's a lot of the thing, right? It's telepathic. And what are they going to say with those tiny little mouths? uh, Yeah, exactly. Those scary, tiny little mouths that haunt you in the night. Speaking of night and speaking of haunting, (laughs) while I was on vacation, Brian... Uh, I got yes. to look at the sky a lot because there was no yep. lights. Uh, there was so, so the resort I was on, half of it was actually abandoned because um, I think of Hurricane like Irma. Disney World style. No, uh, no, okay. no. Like no, it was, this, it was more a, a lot of it was destroyed. A lot of the infrastructure was destroyed. So they, there's no guests there. Uh, there's still lighting and stuff, but it's very dark. And I was able to see the sky in all its glory, and it's pretty amazing when you have no light pollution. But I also saw something interesting in the sky. Really? What was it? Well, I I was looking up and 
I saw like a wave of light. It's hard to say how, how, let's say like three moons across, if you know what I mean. Sure. The moon, the size of the moon is very relative though, but continue. Yeah. But I mean like how it normally looks in the sky and it, it wasn't, it wasn't huge, right? Like it was a, like a, a wave almost. And I, I was wondering what it was, but like the rest of my family didn't see it. They, they thought I was pointing at a, at a plane, but it wasn't a plane. Right. Apparently your cat thinks that you saw something. You hear the cat? Yeah. She's, oh yeah. She's going crazy. She, um, <laughs> she, welcome regular guests to the show, Lollipop. Yeah. I went to pick her up uh, because I just got back from, from my trip and she was staying with my sister and she's very very excited to be back in her own home after what like eight days away nine days right now she's using echolocation to find her way it really sounds like that's what she's doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before i forget uh shout out to our sponsor this week report your sighting.com the brand collective of course is looking to collect and maintain a large database of all uap and ufo sightings uh so go on ahead and go to uh, report your sighting.com just to keep in mind that they're currently in the building phase but they will soon be open to the public so angela i feel like this might be an ideal place for you to report your own would-be sighting i think that may be a good idea i'll give it a shot They've encouraged us to use the service and see how it works. It's, you know, like you said, they're in a building phase. It's very easy to fill out, so I might as well do it, right? Yeah, exactly. They want people to report things that are unknown. And I think I kind of figured out what this was. Oh, so you are a wet blanket. Continue. Well, I, look, it definitely wasn't alien. That's what they want you to think, by the way. Well, no. When I got back, <laughs> <laughs> I... I looked it up and I, it was kind you of hard your to precious fix. internet, your precious worldwide web. Yeah. And it was into my, in my computer on my browser using one tab, <laughs> one tab. Yeah. Like the olden days. Remember back in the old days, you only had to have like, you were only allowed one tab and sometimes you could open up different instances of the same um, program, but you usually kept to one window. Yeah. That's look, this is how I use computers, my friends. Anyway, I, I looked it up. And it was hard to kind of figure out how to search for this, right? Like, what do you search? Like, wave in the sky, light wave? Uh, anyway. You just got a bunch of prog rock? Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good <laughs> prog rock song, actually. Anyway, I came across um, something called Airglow. Okay. Uh, it, this is from uh, the Earth Observatory uh, from NASA.gov. And it seems to kind of be what I saw. It was very brief. It was like rippling, right? Like, uh, and usually it's during thunderstorms as well, but it wasn't. This was a clear night. There had been storms further away from us because it it was like a cloudier day, but it, it had cleared up. And I think it was this. It definitely wasn't anything alien because it was like ephemeral, right? It wasn't a solid right. objects, a solid, solid object. You like you saw like the sky through it. It was really beautiful though. And at first I thought it might've been like an Aurora, but uh, that that's not possible. There's no way the Aurora would have been over Cuba that night. Right. So what you're saying is that like, this probably is uh, an earth phenomenon as the kids say. Sadly it is. I don't think I saw a UFO. And even tonight I was driving to pick up the cat. There was like a cigar shaped object in the sky and it really looked like it was just floating there. And then as I got closer, I saw it was an airplane. Just the way uh, the atmosphere was made it look weird. And more and more, as I see things like this, it convinces me that the vast majority of UFO sightings are misidentifications. I, I, it's Let like, me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. How often um, since starting the podcast do you now look up into the sky? Well, I always looked up in the sky. I've always liked doing that, except now when I look up, I'm hoping I see something interesting so I can talk about it to you on the podcast. <laughs> so you're just, you're, you're creating fodder. And then I like to disprove whatever it was and just say it was something mundane. 
Right, which goes diametrically opposed to 2019 Brian All In, who believes that you actually did see UFO, you're just a dummy. Well, that's it. So like, as a skeptic, uh, when I see something, I, I, I say to myself, hey, I wonder what kind of atmospheric phenomena caused what I saw. <laughs> but like, All In 2019 Brian says, holy crap, I just saw aliens. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? It's all aliens all the time, my friend. Um, you also linked me to an interesting uh, BBC article about 10 strange lights that appear in the sky, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, including, you know, St. Elmo's Fire, Will of the Wisp, which, uh, if, strangely enough, and the funny thing is that, like, I didn't realize this, but um, apparently sightings of, like, the phenomenon are have been down historically. Of Will of the Wisp? Yeah. That's basically swamp gas. Yeah, like J. Allen Hynek style you're talking about. When he said it, it, it became this whole thing, but it is a real phenomenon. It's just, it yeah. probably wasn't what caused what those people saw. But, like, they say these things could be really uh, amazing to see. I just... I would love to see what it looks like. There's a, there's a lot of things out there, right? Like uh, the, something I never heard of was earthquake lights. That's pretty I interesting. Know, I, I, I was literally about to say, I've never heard of that before, but there's a, a photo here. And they rise like 200 to 300 meters into the sky. Uh, yeah, uh, it is super fascinating. I'm loving the picture. I wish there was a video of this. So I can better understand how this sort of like moves, but yeah, it's super cool. Um, ball lightning, which is a thing that exists and I believe it exists. It does. Uh, it's been more, uh, it's been proven now, though for the longest time, that was another thing that's like, no, you haven't seen that. That doesn't exist. And then once it was proven, any good skeptic will come back and say, okay, well, now we're, we were wrong about that. It actually did exist. Just like if aliens show up, I'll say, look, I was wrong. Aliens are visiting Earth. Sorry. Right. My bad. <laughs> Your last podcast episode ever. That, like what happens at that point? Like what happens to all skeptic shows and stuff like that? Uh, they turn into like news reports. And I think they're like, uh, well, I don't know. Because like we watched that Flat Earth documentary right behind the curve. And uh, the uh, something that you missed while being away is that the um, directors and producers had a Reddit AMA. And uh, one of the questions was like, uh, since the movie had come out, uh, has anyone sort of like renounced Flat Earth? And apparently like they're just doubling down and claiming that uh, the documentary is, of course, fake news. Yeah. The, the thing with that documentary is every time something they tried to do to prove the earth was flat proved otherwise they just kind of moved the goalposts yeah of course of course and that's the way it works right it's just you uh fit the story uh that you want into your narrative and anything that you don't want you just disregard you know they say all oh, we're skeptical of like the earth being round well you're just wrong you're not you're not being skeptical you're like denying the science that proves that it's um while, while i was on vacation actually on the beach i i read a book called the skeptic's guide to the universe uh, based on the on the podcast and written by the hosts of that show and uh really great See, once again fitting the narrative into what you need yeah i know you you read the believer's guide to the universe yeah, exactly <laughs> and, uh, yeah a really great book uh highly recommended to uh all listeners it gives you if like either whether you're a skeptic or a believer or whatever it gives you a good perspective it's it's kind of always good to look at um where people are coming from, uh, even if you're on the other side of the argument. Whereas for me, it's like an echo chamber, I guess, because I agree with everything they say, but it's still a really good book. I highly recommend it. I was half expecting you to drop in an audible code. No, we don't have that sponsor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like literally, I thought you were setting yourself up for that. And I was just like, this is going to be great if he does a fake audible code and then gets people mad that they tried to use our, a fraudulent code. Uh, one one upsetting thing about this article, about the, the, the 10 strange lights, uh, none of these explain what I saw. No, they don't. They don't talk about the uh, air glow. Some pretty sweet, like, thrash metal names in here, though, if they wanted to. Like, Green Flash, Upward Lightning. Huh? That's a good name for a band. You, you and the music, Brian. You and your rock music. It's going <laughs> to rot your dance. brain, Brian. <laughs> uh, I know, but it's kind of really interesting. 
uh, Upward Lightning Man. That that that's the coolest one in there, actually. All this to say, I saw some interesting lights in the sky while I was away in basically uh, the middle of nowhere. Actually, we were on uh, an island uh, just off the island of Cuba, and um, really beautiful beaches. Highly recommend you go. Anyway, I saw some cool lights. Wasn't anything special, and well, it was something special, just not special in the sense that it was uh, otherworldly. Brian, 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 hello, Brian. Is your internet down again? You really have Are to get okay? internet, dude. Come on. Hello, Brian. Steph? Angela, do you know where Brian went? I was just talking to him, but I think he did. He get up to go to the bathroom or something without telling me. He and Brian's not here. Like he's not here at all. Like all of his stuff is here, but he's gone. If, <laughs> Wait, no, no, you're joking. Brian, right? Did he get like raptured no, or something? Brian, Brian, 